Then comes the continuation of the text, to which there is a small heading here, Al Isra wa Miraj. The night journey and the ascent through the heavens. Shaykh Fawzansa, or rather the text of Shaykh Islam, وَبَعْدَ الْعَشْرِ أُرِجَ بِهِ إِلَى السَّمَاءَ وَفُرِبَتْ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَوَاتُ الْخَمْسِ وَصَلَّى فِي مَكَّةَ ثَلَاثَ سَمِيهِمْ And after the ten years, he was taken up through the heavens, and the five daily prayers were made obligatory upon him. And he prayed in Mecca for three years. Shaykh Fawzan said in explanation, his saying, Rahimullah, and after the ten years he was taken up through the heavens. <coughs> he said, he, he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, remained for ten years upon this, forbidding shirk and calling to tawheed, laying down this foundation. Then in the eleventh year, he was taken by night from the sacred mosque and Masjid al-Haram, to Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, to the farthest mosque, the mosque in Jerusalem. He the Most High said, Subhanallahi asra bi abdihi laylam min al-Masjid Al-Haram ila al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. Surah Al-Isra, the 17th surah, the first ayah, with the explanation, perfect and exalted is he who took his slave on a journey by night from the sacred mosque to the farthest mosque. Shaykh Fawzan said in explanation, whilst he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, was sleeping in the house of Um Hanir, Jibreel alayhi salatu wa salam came to him and he had with him an animal called al buraq which was smaller than a mule and larger than a donkey. And its steps were as far apart as the distance which it could see. Yes, one, one step to another was a huge distance. So he, alayhi salam, was caused to ride upon it. And he was taken to Jerusalem at night. He was taken to Jerusalem during the night. Then Shaykh Razan explains this word Asra. He said it is from Asari, which means to travel by night. This was something special to him, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And from the miracles given to him, Alayhi Salatu Wasallam. So there, meaning Jerusalem, he met the prophets in Baytul Maqdis in Jerusalem. Then he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, was taken up through the heavens, meaning he was raised up from Jerusalem to the heavens in the company of Jibreel. <coughs> and the meaning of al-uruj is to ascend. There's just a small side point here that was regard to the, the meaning of Mi'raj and some of the explainers mentioned amongst them the Shaykh Salih ibn Abdul Aziz Ala Shaykh he mentions that with regard to 
the Mi'raj, the being taken up through the heavens, the Isra, the night journey refers to as being taken from Mecca to Jerusalem, and the Mi'raj, of course, being taken up through the heavens from Jerusalem, up through the heavens. And Shaykh Salih al-Sheikh, he said that the riding beast, meaning Al-Baraq, was tied in Jerusalem, it was tied up in Jerusalem. And then Jibreel took him and went up through the heavens with him upon the Mi'raj, meaning upon the special stairway, this heavenly stairway, the Mi'raj, and ascended with him to the heavens. And the same point was mentioned by some of the other explainers, such as Sheikh Abdurrahman bin Qasim and Najdi in his explanation. That the ascent through the heavens was upon the special stairway, the Mi'raj, a special stairway up through the heavens. Back to what Shaykh Al-Fawzan explains, he said, so he mentioned that the meaning of Uruj is As-Su'ud, ascending the Mi'raj, where Mi'raj is taken from, it means to ascend. He said, so he was taken on a night journey from Mecca to Jerusalem, and he was taken up from Jerusalem to the heavens. Meaning Jibreel, alayhi salam, took him up and he passed by the inhabitants of the heavens. At, at each heaven, Jibreel requested that it should be open for him. Each heaven should be open for him. Until he came to the seventh heaven. Then he ascended over the heavens to Sidratul Muntaha, to the farthest low tree. And there Allah spoke to him with whatever he wished from his revelation. And he made obligatory upon him the five daily prayers. So he obligated for each day and night five prayers. However, Musa alayhi salam advised him, he advised our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam to ask his Lord for a reduction. As is clear in the long hadith that the Prophet when the prayers were originally made upon him, they made us fifty. Which is what he says here, when translated correctly, I mistranslated then, he said, So he made it obligatory upon him for each day and night as fifty prayers. As fifty originally, fifty. He said, however, Musa alayhi salam he advised him. He advised our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa to, to ask on his Lord for a reduction. When the Prophet came down to the heaven where Musa alayhi was, then Musa, he spoke to Musa, Musa alayhi advised him to go back and ask for, for a reduction. So he did. He said, because his nation, this is what Musa alayhi advised the Prophet sallallahu alayhi with, because his nation would not be able to bear 50 prayers in each day and night. So Allah's Messenger وسلم, kept going back to his Lord, asking for a reduction until they came to be five. And each time the number of prayers was reduced and reduced till finally it remained as five prayers. So then Allah, the Mighty Majestic, said, as occurs in the hadith of the Isra and the Mi'raj, وَخَفَّفْتُ عَنْ إِبَادِي وَأَجْزِلْ حَسْنَةً عَشْرًا 
And now the Most High said, then, with the meaning, I have established my duty, obligatory duty. And I have made it easier for my servants. And I will reward a good deed ten times over. In a footnote, they mention this hadith reported by Al-Bukhari as hadith 3207 and 3887. As a hadith of Malika, as hadith of Malika bin Sa'a, and it's a long hadith containing the story of the Mi'raj, the ascent through the heavens. Then Shaykh Razan mentions another narration, he said, and in the narration of Anas from Abu Dhar, he said, Allah said, they are five and they are fifty. He goes to the prayers, they are five and they are fifty. In a footnote, they mention this reported report by Al Bukhari, as Hadith 349, as Hadith of Anas from Abu Dhar. Shaykh Razan explained, he said, meaning, there are five with regard to the action and fifty in the balance. Fifty in the balance of, good, of deeds. Does it mean that with regard to what you have to do, there are five, five prayers you have to do. With regard to reward, there will be fifty. Shaykh Razan said, five prayers in each day and night are equal to fifty prayers upon the balance. Because a good deed is rewarded with ten times its like. So a single prayer takes the place of ten prayers. Then he said, so the Isra, the night journey, is mentioned at the beginning of Surah Subhan, Surah Bani Isra'il. How is this Surah, the 17th Surah? Surah Al-Isra, which the Shafi'ah's Majlis can be called Surah Subhan, or it can be called Surah Bani Isra'il, all the same Surah, the 17th Surah. In the ayah that came before, the first ayah. And the Mi'raj is mentioned at the beginning of Surah Al-Najm, the 53rd Surah. And he gives the ayahs, وَلَقَدْ رَآهُمْ نَزْلَةً أُخْرَى عِنْدَ سِدْرَةِ الْمُنْتَهَى عِنْدَهَا جَنَّةُ النَّعْوَى إِذْ يَغْشَى السِّدْرَةُ مَا يَغْشَى مَا زَاغَ الْبَصَرُ وَمَا طَغَى لَقَدْ رَآهُ مِنْ آيَاتِ رَبِّهِ الْكُبْرَى Surah Al-Najm, the 53rd Surah, Ayahs 13 to 18, with the explanation. And he, referring to the Prophet ﷺ, he saw Jibreel on another occasion by the farthest low tree. Near it is the garden of refuge, the Jannah, the garden of refuge. When the low tree was covered by that which covered it, his, referring to the Prophet his sight did not deviate to the right nor to the left, nor did it go beyond what he was commanded. He certainly saw tremendous signs of his Lord. Shaykh Bawazan said this was with regard to the Mi'raj, the ascent from heaven. He descended from heaven to Jerusalem. Then he returned to Mecca in the same night. So in the morning he informed the people about that. So the believers increased in Iman. They increased in belief. 
But as for the disbelievers, then their evil increased. And they became happy at this. And they went about broadcasting it, saying, How can your companion claim that he went to Jerusalem and came back in a single night when we have to exert ourselves upon camels to reach it, taking a whole month to go there and a month to come back? Sheikh said, so he made an analogy between the ability of the Creator and the ability of the creation. For the Isra and the Mi'raj, the night journey and the ascent, was a test from Allah, the mighty and majestic, for the people. So the people of Shirk increased in mockery and evil and in their belittlement of the Messenger, وسلم, whereas the believers increased in Iman. So therefore when the mushriks, when the people of shirk said to Abu Bakr as-Siddiq anhu, look at your companion, what, what he's saying. So he said, what is he saying? They said, he's claiming that he went to Jerusalem. And the has this phrase here, and that he was taken up through the heavens. And that he came back in a single night. So Abu Bakr as-Siddiq said, if he, if he said it, then, then it is just as he said. He has spoken the truth. So he said, how can that be? He said, I believe him. I attest to what he says with regard to something greater than that. I attest to what he says with regard to news coming down from the, down from the heavens upon him. So how should I not to attest to the truth of what he says with regard to his being taken by night to Jerusalem? And that's something less. He's saying that he went to Jerusalem and back in one night. This is less than he's claiming that revelation comes to him. And I believe him about that. I attest to the truth of that. So, so there's no problem with this. If he said it, it's the truth. In a footnote, they mention this report. We go to this conversation the people of Shirk had with Abu Bakr and how he straight away attested to the truth of the Prophet what he was saying. Then they say he reported by Al-Hakim in his Mustadrak as a hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha. And as a side point, as we've had before, Shaykh al-Albani said that this narration is authentic sahih due to its supporting narrations. And he said this in a sahihah number 306. Then Shaykh al-Azan said, This came about, this event, this night journey, and this ascent through the heavens, this came about through the ability of Allah, the mighty and majestic, not through the ability of the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. It was only through the ability of Allah, the mighty and majestic. This was one of the mu'jizat, one of the miracles given to the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and is one of the, his, or is a case of Allah showing his honorable status with his Lord. He, the mighty and majestic. And it must be held, Sheikh Nuzam here, and it must be held as, as one's creed and belief that he, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, was taken on the night journey and taken up through the heavens with his soul and his body together, whilst awake, not as a dream. Because there are some people who say he was taken on the night journey with his soul, just his soul was taken, and his body, 
He said, and as for his body, then it did not go outside Mecca. Some people say this. And that he was only taken on the night journey and taken up through the heavens with his spirit. Only his spirit was taken. The Shaykh said, This is false and futile speech. Rather, he was taken on the night journey with his soul and his body. And he was carried upon Al-Buraq. This riding animal, Al-Buraq. And this was in a state of being awake, not asleep. Since if it had, it had happened with his soul only, or if it had been a dream, then what would be the difference between it and between other dreams? I mean, as, as, as people say, people in mention, the people of Shirk would not have criticized it. If he just came to have had a dream where he went to Jerusalem up through the heavens, no one would have criticized him. There would be no problem. So Shaykh said, what if that were the case that his soul was taken? It was just a dream. Either his soul was taken or it was just a dream, the Shaykh said. What would be the difference between this and other dreams? Whereas Allah, the Majestic and Most High, says, Subhanallah asra bi abdi. Again, the first ayah from Surah Al Isra, the 17th surah. A proof of the falsity of that idea. The ayah of the explanation. Perfect and exalted is he who took his abd, who took his slave by night on a journey. Shaykh Fazan explains. So al abd, the slave, is used to apply to the soul and the body together. It is not used just for a soul alone that it is described as abd, a slave. And it is not applied just to a body alone that it is an abd, a slave. If there is just a soul without a body, it's not described as abd, a slave. Likewise, a body with no soul, a dead body, it's not described as abd, a slave. It is not used except to apply to the soul and the body combined. For he did not say, exalted and perfect is the one who took the soul of his slave. Rather he said, rather he, he said, Aswabi Abdihi. He took his abd, he took his slave on the night journey. And the slave is the spirit and the body combined. And Allah the Majestic and Most High is not rendered incapable but incapable by anything. And he is the one who has full power over everything. Then the Shaykh said, moving on to the next part of the text that came before, he, Rahimahullah, said, وَفُرِضَتْ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَوَاتُ الْخَمْسِ وَصَلَّتْ مَكَّةَ ثَلَاثَ ثَلَاثَ سِنِينَ And the five daily prayers were made obligatory upon him, and he prayed for three years in Mecca. Shaykh Al-Bazan said. He used to pray it as two rakas. Each prayer as two rakas. So then when the Prophet ﷺ migrated, performed the hijrah, the four rakah prayers were completed and became four rakas. But not the fajr prayer. In that, he lengthened the recitation. So it remained as two rakas, just as it was. And except for the Maghrib prayer, for it is three, three rakas. From the first period when it was made obligatory. 
because it is the witr, it is the prayer with an odd number of rakhas of the daytime. As for the dhuhr and the asr and the isha prayers, then in Mecca they were two rakhas each. But then, after the Prophet ﷺ migrated, they were made complete as four rakhas. As occurs in the hadith, أول ما فرضت الصلاة رأتين that the first of the prayer or rather that the prayer was first made obligatory as two rak'ahs then when the Prophet ﷺ made hijrah migration the prayer for the resident was completed and the prayer of the traveller remained as it was in a footnote dimension reported by Al-Bukhari as hadith 350 and Muslim as hadith 685 as a hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha Shaykh Bazan said, this is by ijma'ah, this is by consensus of the people of knowledge, that the prayer was made obligatory in Mecca, and that the Prophet ﷺ prayed it in Mecca. However, they differ about, was it made obligatory three years before the Hijrah? In the Shaykh, the, the Shaykh here, Shaykh Islam, has mentioned that this was Three years before Hijrah, he said that the Prophet, Prophet ﷺ called only to Tawheed for ten years. Then the Mi'raj, Isra and Mi'raj happened. I mean, three years before the Hijrah. That's when the prayer was made obligatory. So he said the scholars differ. Shaykh Bazan said the scholars differ about that point. As for it being made obligatory in, in Mecca, they agree upon that. But as for when, and he said they differ about whether it was made obligatory three years before the Hijrah. He said this is what is more correct. As the Shaykh mentioned here, or it is otherwise said, it was made obligatory five years before the Hijrah, or it is said one year before the Hijrah, or it is said a year and a half. However, the most correct saying is what the Shaykh mentioned, that it was before, that it was three years before the Hijrah. Then he mentions a further point, and was anything else made obligatory along with the prayer? Anything else from the pillars of Islam? He said this in Mecca. Was there any other duty from the pillars of Islam made obligatory along with the prayer? He said, this is a matter of disagreement between the scholars. Some of them held that the zakat was made obligatory also in Mecca. And that its applicable limits and its amounts and those liable to, re- to receive it were made clear in Al-Madina. But as for it, its origin, the or- origin of its obligation, then that was in Mecca. That's the saying of some of the scholars. The zakat in its origin was made obligatory in Mecca. But as for the limit, when it becomes obligatory, <laughs> how much is to be given? Who it's to be given to? Then those, those details came later in Al-Madinah. Shaykh quotes this saying, and then he quotes the evidence for it. And the proof is his saying, he the most high, Surah Al-An'an, the sixth surah, ayah 141, with the explanation, and give the right due from the crops on the day when it is harvested. Shaykh Fazan said, and the meaning of the due here is the zakat. And the whole surah came down in Mecca. Surah Al-An'an, the whole surah came down in Mecca. So this ayah, about giving the due right from the crop, 
there was no doubt an, uh, an ayah which came down in Makkah and he gives a second ayah a second ayah as evidence for those who say that the zakat was made big during Makkah he said and likewise in his saying وَالَّذِينَ فِي أَمْوَالِهِمْ حَقٌّ مَعْلُونَ لِلسَّائِلِ وَالْمَحْلُونَ Surah Ma'arij, the 70th surah, ayahs 24 to 25 with the explanation and description of the believers and those whose wealth has a known portion for the beggar who asks and for the deprived. Shaykh al-Razan said, Also this surah came down in Mecca, in Surah Ma'arij, this surah, this surah also came down in Mecca. And what is meant by Al-Haqq Al-Ma'alun, the known portion, is the, the zakat. So it was in origin, made obligatory in Mecca. However, its details were made clear in Al-Madinah. This is one saying. And he mentions, and the second saying, and that is what is apparent. So the Shaykh has mentioned this first saying, and he's mentioned the two, two eyes as evidence for it, for those scholars who hold it. He says, however, the more apparent saying, and what the Shaykh says is more correct, is this second saying. He said, and the second saying is, and it is what is more apparent from the speech of the Shaykh, and the author here, is that zakat was only made obligatory in Al-Madinah. And it was not made obligatory in Makkah. There was nothing made obligatory in Makkah except for the first pillar, which is Tawheed, and the second pillar, which is the prayer. This is what is apparent from the speech of the Shaykh and from the author. Rahmanullah.